How do my friends welcome into this week's episode of Forte Catholic? I'm so glad that you are here. We know you have a lot of options to listen to. We thank you for choosing us and making us a part of your week this week. We've got a great episode for you. Father Anthony is back from his vacation. We talk a little bit about his vacation, about why priests need rest, just like the rest of us. We talk about uh, a recent gospel from a couple weekends ago about Jesus' yoke being easy and his burden light, but yet sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels very heavy. So we kind of talk through that and, and what to do if you find yourself in a similar situation as I did. Uh, I also pester him with uh, some questions in the final segment about in persona Christi, when a priest is in the person of Christ, is it all of Mass? Is it d- during everything he says? Does that mean, uh, does that leave some pretty interesting uh, <laughs> conundrums for us to ponder? Yes, it does. So we hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are listening or if you're watching on YouTube as well. We do appreciate it. Enjoy today's episode. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Scaramucci Sharapa. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the uh, radio horn blast sound. You're I very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> I have been watching. The- I would be surprised if you've even heard of this television show. Have you ever yeah. heard of the television drama Atlanta? Yes. Do you know who? Th- but that's what it. You- I just what- know. It was yeah, I'm going to say, what do you know about it? Do you know the Nothing. main person involved in the project? No. It is Donald Glover. It's Donald Glover's uh, TV show. He's the he directs a lot of them. He's the executive producer. He's the main actor. He's it's a ve- very talented man. It's ridiculous. Like I love him from Community, and like I like some of his music. But this is like my first time. Like, like this is his thing. Like uh, yeah. when it comes to like movies and TV, like, this is his thing. Um, and it's very good. It's very adult, but it's very good. But mm-hmm. the the like. The rap sounds are stuck in my head because I'm watching the old seasons, like the first season that came out in like 2016, yeah. 2017. Yeah. And that's when the like that sound became really popular. So it's <laughs> stuck in my head. But um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I am very happy for you. Why is that? You went on vacation for a week and it seemed really good for you. <laughs> it was. It was very, very good for me. It was it was it was just the best on a scale from zero to 100. Uh-huh. With zero being, I am very happy with my daily life and everything is going great. And a hundred being, I absolutely need a vacation right now. What? Where were you before your vacation? Okay, so I one hundred percent needed a vacation. Um, it wasn't that my life was terrible, but this is the first time I remember being like really, really wanting to go on vacation. Like I've always looked forward to going on vacation. This was like. A week before vacation, I was I was checked out. I'll be honest. Like I did everything I was supposed to do, but nothing more than that. Um, yeah. And I was just like, it felt like forever since I had gotten a break. So I absolutely 100% needed it. Yeah. Um, My assumption for the last like three to four months is yeah. Anthony needs a vacation. And so <laughs> I have been like, I have been trying to not poke the bear. I've been feeling like I've been like walking on egg, like on ice and eggshells and just like, I knew that you were just doing the things that I that you needed to do. So all yeah. I was doing was like, these are the things that I absolute bare minimum need from Anthony. That's all we're doing for like three or four yeah. months. And then yeah. I saw you on vacation and I was like, 
I feel like my assumption was right. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, so uh, yes. explain the vacation. So this is, I, I, I knew that it was, I, like, all I asked when you said you were going on vacation, which is funny because yeah. I texted you about recording this episode yeah. that week before because I heard on Clerically Speaking that you were taking the vacation. I know that like your family did this periodically. I just didn't know yeah. it was coming up this exact week. So I texted you. On like Monday, the week before you left, you left on like a Friday or something, you know, end yeah. of the week, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I texted you on like Monday and then like Wednesday or Tuesday, I think I texted you a meme. I, I texted you Monday asking if we could record the show either before yeah. or after your vacation. And uh, Monday, I, I asked the question, not getting a response day of. It's, it's pretty normal. You're a busy priest. I don't really expect <laughs> it. But then I sent a meme the next day. And then like a couple of days later, I asked again. I was like, look. I just kind of need to know for planning purposes, like, do you exist to me over the next month yes, and a half yes, or do you not? Yes. And then finally you said, uh, uh, you're asking me uh, the week before I have a vacation. I'm like, yes, I'm aware. It's the week before. <laughs> you're not on vacation. Answer my question. <laughs> but then we, we scheduled it. And yeah. then this this whole week, this whole last week, I was seeing, like, because I follow, like, your brother and his wife and your mom mm-hmm. on Instagram and all these places, I was seeing all these pictures of you spending time with your, with your primarily your niece. No one else matters, apparently, in the Sharapa family. I don't think, no Correct. one else cares about anyone else in the Sharapa family. Correct. Everyone Absolutely. only cares about Indy. And you are united in love because of your love for Indy, but no yeah. one else actually matters. And Absolutely. it just looked like you had a great time. So I want you to uh, uh, explain a little bit, like, where did y'all go? What did you do? Yeah. How was it? Yeah, no, it was great. So we uh, uh, got a house down in uh, Hilton Head and, uh, you know, by the beach. And Where, where is this? No, no one knows where this is except for Pittsburghers. Oh, it's true. It's very Pittsburgh sort of thing. Where is it? Is it? Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. I don't know where close, it is. Close to Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, close to Donald, Donald Glover. I think it's in South Carolina. Maybe North Car- North Carolina. I don't know. Uh, Google it if you want to know that badly. The point is, it's a I little don't. beach. Um, yeah. yeah, island beach sort of deal. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of Pittsburghers go down there. <laughs> um, and basically, you know, I think there's two types of vacation families. There's the family that does the adventure vacation. That is not my family. We do nothing on our vacation. So the whole vacation was we have this house together. We either go to the beach or hang out at the pool. And the big event of the day is where do we go out to eat? And like, that's it. Super, super, super chill. Um, I uh, you know brought my mask kit so that for the Sundays we were there, we could have mass. Everybody could be in their PJs for mass, which is delightful. And uh, that's basically all we did. And I spent a lot of time throwing around my little niece in the pool. Um, it was delightful. She finally learned how to say Uncle Anthony instead of just Uncle. Because um, she, nice. she knew the difference between me and my other brother, Matthew. Um, and she could point to which one was which, but she wouldn't say the names. And she did that. Big win. Um, so that was wonderful. The only like hiccup, if you will, is that one, having a 20-month-year-old on a vacation can be difficult at times because, you know, they're toddlers. Or, um, and she got a little sick for a couple of days, which was rough. Aww. Uh, yeah, but we got her some baby drugs and stuff, and but overall, she was just delightful. Um, Did you get any adult drugs? Uh, only <laughs> only alcohol. <laughs> that was a guess the only drugs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> by the pool, you gotta have a drink. You know, yeah. Um, so that, that was it. And um, you know, there's a few uh, um, of the cool kids. My brother, uh, my two brothers, and Riley and I, we we played a few rounds of Mario Party, which was great. Very fun. Um, that, that that is I, like. I think every family 
it's a vacation thing. Like you have to play yeah. a few rounds of Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like in years previous, we would play some board games or stuff, but we just did the Mario Party thing. It was great. We're just harassing each other the entire time. Um, so just good to spend time with them and with my brother and with my mom, dad, and just like it was just a big exhale, you know, from this past year, which has been a good year, but just tough in a lot of ways, and that's normal. Um, I did not step foot on the beach one time. Wow. I, I am Anakin Skywalker. I, I do not <laughs> like this. I do not like sand. I have no. There's a few times I almost made it. But I was like, you know what? That's not what I want to do. So I uh, hung out at the pool. Um, you know, when the family all went to sleep, I played some video games at night, which was fun. Um, you know, just I've, I learned about uh, a few new uh, a new show. Uh, it's not new to me, but it might be. Uh, I mean, it might be. It's probably not new to you. Uh, What's it called? PJ Masks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! For the the kids yeah. show, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, kid, my so, kids watched it when they were when they were like Indy's age. Yeah, yeah. Andy loves it. Andy loves it. So I learned a little about that and some of the lore. Um, listen, to I a thought lot you were going to say like like I thought you were like you had an answer for my new show being Atlanta, yeah. and you were like it's very different your new show. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 just you know, learning indie culture basically, <laughs> and uh, yeah, listen to a lot of Disney songs. Indiana loves Mulan, which is great. Encanto. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen parts of I think all of Encanto. So um listen to a lot of Disney music, which was great. And yeah, it was just a great time. You know, we uh drove back. My brother and I drove the entire time and we didn't kill each other, which was great. Um and it was good. It was really good. Yeah. So uh on the same scale, zero to a hundred. Yeah. From ready for your normal day tasks to zero and needing a vacation at a hundred. Where are you right now today? I think I'm at a solid 90. You know, I'm still kind of getting into the groove and getting into work and stuff. But, uh, you know, I got back and Monday I um, went up. Our teams were at camp um, doing a retreat sort of thing. So I uh, said mass for them, heard confessions, did adoration. And they're very silly. Teams are very silly human beings. Um, and that was just great. And I'm kind of kind of back into it. Um, I, I won't be back into I it. I think until you the first... mean 10. You said 90. I think you mean 10. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, yeah, I meant 10. Not, I meant 10. 90 is like, I really need a vacation like yes. next week. Sorry. I mixed up. I wanted to give myself a good grade. Yeah, I got confused. That was um, very funny. I was like, oh, no, he's way worse than I thought he was. No, I'm great. That's, Once we that's get the good. first really good. weekend under my belt, I'll be kind of back in the group. But I, I mean, driving back, I was like, okay, I'm ready. It's that's It's good. good. That's yeah. good. And that that's the sign of a good vacation where like you leave for vacation like I never want to work another day in my life and you get yeah. back from vacation and you're like I'm ready to go to work the next the next day or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Ready to get back in the groove. It's funny because now I understand because I, I told like I totally understood the week before vacation not getting the text message back about scheduling for today's show. I was real worried after you had a good week from uh, from the outside looking in. And then I texted you Monday like, hey, are you back? Are we still recording this week? And then yeah. I texted Tuesday, hey, buddy. And then <laughs> I texted Wednesday and uh, yesterday, which was Wednesday. Today is Thursday. Uh, all I said after asking like three times if we could schedule this, this is the hardest. You've been my co-host for like five years. This is the hardest to schedule show we have ever done. We have recorded yeah. shows in multiple different states together. This yeah. show was the hardest to, to schedule ever. <laughs> and I love, I love, love, love. The last text message I sent that actually finally got an answer 
What text? What two word text did I send you that finally made you respond to it was we were just, recording today? Reverend Sir, and I was like, ah, okay, I gotta. What am I doing? You know, which is I a throwback back to, to our group. last episode together where we learned that Reverend Sir is another proper way to to call a priest. So I texted Anthony eighteen times to record today's podcast. I texted Reverend Sir once, and it worked. Like you texted back within thirty seconds, and you were like, "Oh yes, I can record tomorrow." I'm like, "Great!" So <laughs> the the ten makes sense. The whole like getting back into the groove. It was just very very. It was. I chuckled about the whole thing. I was never yeah. mad or frustrated because I knew you were stressed the week before. <laughs> I wasn't going to bother you at all the week back. Yeah. But then I was like, come on! And then <laughs> I legitimately laughed out loud. I'm in, a, I'm yeah. in a house by myself. Laughed out loud when Reverend <laughs> Sir and you texted back immediately. It was one of the greatest things. It was one of the greatest Good. interactions we've ever had. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, let's see. About a month ago, a month, month and a half ago, I started the summer with my version of the family vacation. Like, you know, all of my family getting together. I really needed the time away. Like, similar kind of thing. Just you're living it yeah. a month, month and a half later. And I came back with a lot of things to say. I had a lot of things to say about rest and about prayer and connecting with God and all these sorts of things. So why are you a different person today than you were a week and a half ago before you went on vacation? Like, what were the takeaways? What were the little nuggets of things that stuck out to you where you're like, this is what happened where I went from a 100 to a 10? And 10 being yeah. a good thing. You got a 10, and that's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, I think this was just a lot of natural rest, you know. Um, like, I had mass, and I, I prayed, uh, but not as intensely as, you know, normally. Um, and I think it was just, like, the decompr- being around family, friends, just being my – I mean, not that I'm not myself when I'm in ministry, but I am representing a lot. As a You person. have to be the best version of yourself at literally yeah. every moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the grace helps with that. All that helps. And I, I enjoy doing it. But just kind of, um, you know, my brother harassing me in the car for like six hours as we drove down. Like <laughs> Indiana just seeing me as uncle, you know, uh, being with my mom and dad and seeing them be grandparents, uh, hanging out with with uh, Riley, who's like the best person and seeing her, you know, just deal with being a mom and also being you know pregnant and uh, how well she handled uh, that. Um, you know, uh, my brother, Matthew, who I don't get to see a lot and got to reconnect with him. Um, it was just very grounding, you know, for me as a human being, um, just not having to look at my calendar, you know, uh, at all, um, barely knowing what day of the week it was, uh, the, you know, just being told it was a lot of just like decompression, being more rooted in my humanity, being with my family, uh, sunlight's great. Turns out sunlight's just the best. Um, you know, uh, um, yeah, throwing my niece around the pool and watching her like giggle uncontrollably, uh, was, it just, it just it was very humanizing, you know, right. um, yeah. uh, seeing her try to drink as much chlorine water as she possibly could. Um, I hear chlorine kills bacteria. It might be a good thing. <laughs> she kept like sticking out her tongue and trying to lick the water. It's like, this obviously does not taste good. What is wrong? <laughs> Just, just like you know, she's this tiny human who, um, you know, I love it. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it was just kind of grounding me back in my humanity, in who I am as a as a person, and um, just being very comfortable and relaxed. So it was just on very natural level. It was very um, good in that way. I think is what yeah. it was for me. That's good. And just like a lot, some natural stress going away because you didn't have to be performative. You didn't have to be mm-hmm. somebody special. You could just be a brother and a son and an uncle. Yeah. And that, that, that's really cool. Um, 
we've talked before. Uh, I've talked before with other people. I have not talked about this with you, so I'm interested in a priest's perspective because mm-hmm. on vacation, I, I, like me and I've talked about it with other lay people. On vacation, it's either the best time for us spiritually because we have more time to pray, or yeah. we're just like, I'm taking a week off from God. I'll see him yeah, again yeah. next yeah. week. And I'm interested because, like, in a normal everyday, just a normal everyday, you have a like, like at home, you have yeah. way more built-in prayer than anybody yeah. else. Like, you have yeah. to like not, not that you have to like you don't have to say we talked before you don't have to say mass like on vacation, but like but you at, do, yeah. But like. You're saying on a normal day, you're saying one to two to three masses. You're praying with people. You're doing liturgy hours. You're doing like you have a lot of built in prayer. Um, but then when you go on retreat, like you don't have the built in stuff. So like, is it what is that experience like as a priest taking a week off? Is it good to actually do a little bit less because you're kind of quote unquote forced to do more often? Does your prayer life look differently on vacation? Or are you like, or are you like a normal human being like us where you're just like, I'm going to go not to the beach and <laughs> not pray. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, for, so for me, you know, this is something that I've kind of grown into as I've been like more comfortable in the spiritual life. Like I'll do my liturgy of the hours. Um, and I'll, you know, um, pray some prayers of gratitude here and there, but I'm, I I didn't do like my um, holy hour um, like I normally do because there's not a spot to to do it in the house with that many. Uh, a people. beach, a beach yeah. is a perfect place to do your holy hour. No, it's sandy and, and, and gross. Um, and there's no way I could do it on the beach because, you know, Indiana would be running around and there's no way, you know, so um, it's a little more relaxed in, in that sense. Um, but I tried to make sure that like, you know, I still do some things to keep me grounded, like liturgy hours, like, you know, of course, Sunday mass and that sort of thing. Um, but I, for vacation, I allow that to be more, uh, relaxed. Um, uh, and I think that's fine. You know, for actual retreats, it's the prayers increased. It's, you know, I'll do more than one holy hour, uh, a day if I can. Um, and that's a little sort of different sort of thing, but I think it's okay to be a little bit more relaxed. Um, you know, if I spent the whole week without God, that would, I've done those sort of things before in my life. And I know it's not good for me. So making sure like I'm still you know, talking with them and praying my liturgy hours and that sort of thing is important. But yeah, for me, it's, I think it's okay to be a little bit more relaxed with that sort of thing. Um, because it's I'm, good. Like it's, it's what yeah. I assumed would be good for you and yeah. for any priest. It's just like, it's just like one of my biggest priests for or questions for priests all the time. It's like, how do you stay focused in mass when you say one to three a day? Like, it's hard for yeah. me to do it one a week. Like I can't even pay <laughs> attention or like be bought in the whole time. So I actually kind of assumed ironically enough that like doing a little bit less might actually be good for your soul and like good for your relationship with God. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, not to sound like cheese or anything, but I'm encountering God in my family in um the environment around me it's a yeah it's not something that i could it's not something that would sustain me on a daily basis throughout my life but for a vacation just being a little bit more relaxed as long as i'm still keeping in touch with god and that sort of thing he's a part of it he's giving me this gift of vacation and of family and i think he wants me to enjoy that encounter him in that um so for a week i think that's actually healthy uh, for me yeah. other priests might do it different ways but for me that was good well you're the best and you're our favorite so we like your way so uh Great. you like genuinely seem like a different person i'm very happy for you i'm very <laughs> happy that you got to, to relax um and whenever we come back from our break i'm gonna make you get right back into priest work i you have you have to Let's make up for what is lacking in some of your brothers okay don't go anywhere we'll be right back <laughs> 
Registrations are currently open for our Renew Retreats this fall. Uh, If you haven't heard of these Renew Retreats, they are a blast. Essentially, our goal is 50-50. We want to have and provide a great retreat experience for you with some great time for for prayer, for Lexio Novena, for sacraments, but also just some time to hang out and relax with some other Catholics in community. So we host all of these retreats in southern Louisiana in a little city called Hackberry, this beautiful lake house. Uh, It's it's a phenomenal place. Really, really pretty. Great sleeping accommodations. Uh, great places to hang out. And we're right by the beach. So weather permitting, we get to go to the beach for uh, part of a day. It's just it's just a great time. Uh, our dates for these are for the men's retreats, August 24th through 27th and October 26th through 29th. Uh, Those are hosted by me. And the max amount of people that we can have on these is 12. So they're pretty intimate. uh, And we get to build some really good relationships as well. Also, for the first time, we are hosting our first ever women's retreat hosted by my wife, which we're very excited about. That will be September 28th through October 1st. If you want some more information, you can head to ForteCatholic.com slash retreats to get uh, see more info, see some pictures from last retreats, and also uh, to let us know if one of those dates works for you and you'd like to hear some more information. I'd love to talk to you some more about it. Again, that's ForteCatholic.com slash retreats. Come on retreat with us this fall. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is Father Anthony Relaxio Shirapa. So I um, went to Sunday Mass. So this was this was the this was last weekend. So it was the weekend that uh, you were finishing your vacation. So yeah, were you back in the parish like last weekend, like th- uh, or were you still traveling or what? Yeah, so the way we, we split up the, the the road trip, if you will. So we stayed at a hotel, and this was just, it was funny. It was me, my dad, and my brother all in the same hotel room. And then uh, Sunday morning before we got going, I said a, a mass. Um, and so that's where I did mass, yeah. Okay, cool. So you, you did celebrate mass. So this for, for people listening, if you're confused about what weekend this was, this was the my yoke is easy and my burden is light uh, yeah. uh, weekend. So uh, did, well, I'll, I'll tell you my experience, and then I'll ask how your homily went on. on okay, cool. So, Here's my experience. Um, while you were having a very relaxing week, I was actually having a pretty stressful week. I was vi- sure. it, it wasn't anything bad. It was just a lot. Kind of like what you were saying in your life. It's like if things are good. It's just busy and a lot. And I didn't feel like there was much margin. So I, I, I'm not one of the person. Like, I know a lot of people will say, like, oh, you need to read the readings beforehand so that you can be ready. Like, I, I can't do it. I can't. It's actually bad for me because if I read the readings before, I just don't pay attention to masks. I'm like, I just heard this yesterday, right? So, yeah, I, I I like the surprise of it, and I, like it, it's so whatever. Um, so we're sitting there in mass, and like we're there. We we weren't late. We got there on time. We got our seats. Like everything was fine, and I'm 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 relaxed, and I'm like I'm in this mode where I'm like happy to be at mass because everything was stressful and this is quiet and relaxing and still and like i i realized that that shouldn't be a surprising thing because that's how a lot of people experience mass it's not how i typically experience mass uh but I, I was really kind of getting into the like relaxing and i didn't even know that the gospel was the my bird my uh, my yoke is easy my burden is light that's literally the last line but i'm gonna give you this is literally just a 30 second snapshot of me and what's going on inside of my head during this mess. Okay. Yeah. The gospel ends is where this story starts. The gospel is okay. ending. The last line is Jesus saying, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus I sit Christ, down, yeah. and there's a little pause between when everybody's sitting down and the priest is about to give us homily. And during yeah. that pause, I have one sentence go through my head, and I'm being pretty honest, and and yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm engaged, and I'm in conversation with Jesus, but I'm like, yeah. Jesus, it, it doesn't feel like your yoke is easy and your burden is light. It feels really mm-hmm. heavy. Things have mm-hmm. just been really heavy, and it's busy. It doesn't. It feels like I'm like overworking. It just, everything just feels heavy. So yeah. and then so that's like as I'm sitting down and I sit down and the priest takes a, a a few second pause and in that moment of that pause I think you know what that's where I am and I really hope that this homily I'm really looking forward to this homily because he's gonna explain how Jesus' yoke is easy and light because I, I I trust Jesus it just doesn't seem real in my life right now mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. literally I go pretty quickly from my yoke is easy my bird is light. Jesus, I'm not sure that's true for me right now. I'm looking forward to this homily to explain how the yoke is easy and burden is light. The priest starts the homily by saying, this past weekend, the sound of freedom came out, and we're going to talk about child sex trafficking. And I literally in my head go, it's so heavy. It's so heavy. Your yoke is so heavy. Why isn't it easier light? You, I was looking forward to it being made lighter and explained, and you just made it heavier. Ah! <laughs> I was so frustrated. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. There's a, I have a lot of thoughts immediately. Um, uh well okay so i'll just tell you what my experience was um okay. you know i'm I, i'm there I, I i did bring an alb uh and a stole and i've got my little mass kit set up and doing my little mass and then i was like okay it's sunday i have to preach and i basically did a short thing it's like hey even though we're done from vacation we can always find rest in christ and that was like boom that was it that was the like you know i'm not gonna preach that would have been uh, perfect for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, an easy and light homily. We're out quickly because it's not a 10 yeah. minute homily. It's a two second homily. That would have been the perfect homily for me at the moment. Yeah, there's something special about the uh, the 20 minute Sunday mass. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll never see that in my parish. But, you know, if you're right. <laughs> if you bring me on vacation, you might get one of those. Right. Um, and I have. I have done that. And I have. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't need to. OK. Um, who, 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 uh, I'm not sure if I want to say things that get me into trouble, but whatever. Um, first of all, like, of course, the South child trafficking is a real problem. It's a, a serious and deep evil. It's worth preaching about. Uh, absolutely. Um, the underground railroad, that organization that the, that movie is based on is mostly fraudulent. Um, but People are going to say I'm a CIA agent for saying that, but just actually do your own research. Um, they don't do as much good work as they say they do. But you know, if it's, if that movie makes more awareness, then sure, that's great, whatever. Getting back to the actual, like, uh, you should preach about the gospel uh, as a priest. That's like what they tell us to do. That's what the church tells us to do. I do appreciate your stance at the beginning of, of the homily, because that's that's the good stuff of, of prayer right there. I trust Jesus, but I don't understand this. I don't feel this. And here's my heart, honestly. Ah, love that. That's exactly, you know, a lot of times we we stray away from what's in our gut when we react to scripture. Because like, oh, that's a bad thought. I don't want to have it. It's like, no, 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 that's your real thought. Give it to God because you trust him. Great. Very often, especially if you are um, in ministry, but also like your vocation as, you know, trying to be a a father, uh, whatever you would do as a priest, a lot of times we feel like we are doing the work of the Lord and it does feel heavy. I've experienced that, you know, in my priesthood, of course. Um, 
that's like, wait a second, this is supposed to be easy, light, but it does not feel that way at all. And I think that happens for a, a few reasons. A lot of times we can, instead of taking on the Lord's yoke, we take on our yoke and then put a sticker on that yoke saying this is actually Jesus's, right? We take on more work or different work that is good and is like, you know, Jesus themed, if you will, and may even do some good in the world, but it's not what Jesus is actually asking us to do. And then that feels heavy because we are we have really constructed our, our own yoke. Um, so if I were, for example, to um, like, there's always more ministry as a priest that I could do. There's oh, yeah, always yeah. more. There's yeah, an yeah. infinite amount of ministry that I could be doing. Yeah. But the Lord calls me to specific ministry at a specific time. If I take on more, if I become a workaholic, that's going to drain me because it ends up being my project and not the Lord's, right? Uh, a lot of times the Lord is asking us to do less than we think he's asking us to do. And so then we get exhausted. Um, another thing is like that yoke, we are meant to carry it with Christ. Like even the image of like, you know, two oxen being yoked together, like Christ is there with us under that same yoke. And a lot of times we're not actually just going to him with our burdens or not letting him carry it with us. So we're carrying his yoke, but we've kicked them out from underneath it. So we're carrying the work of two almost, if that image makes sense, um, by not going to prayer, um, by kind of this whole like, keep your head down and just keep at the grindstone, the whetstone or whatever, um, the grindstone. And we end up carrying it all by ourselves. It becomes our work instead of a work of grace. And that's exhausting as well. My thought going in was like, yeah. I think the easy answer in my head like as I as I started thinking about it as the homily was going on, I was like, I genuinely don't know. I, I, was like, I felt like the right answer, or like I felt like the correct answer, the Catholic answer was, oh, you're just not letting Jesus help you or whatever. Like you're not going to mm -hmm. prayer enough. You're not doing it. that. Was kind of like my first thought, mm -hmm. but then I was like, I don't know if that's true for me right now because I'm actually in a pretty mm -hmm. good place, and yeah. I think what I was feeling more was more of a question about like yes my yoke is hard like if i try to do everything on my own that's hard yeah i i guess i didn't get how jesus's yoke is easier it mm. seems like his is harder like i only have to deal with the problems in my life i only have to deal with like being a husband and father and kids and people that like that, that, like people that work with like i i only have control over so much yeah. He literally has control over everything and yeah. he has to deal with things like child sex trafficking that I don't have to deal with. He has to deal yeah. with uh, tsunamis in Indonesia that I don't have to deal with. He has to deal with hurts and pains and struggles all across the world. And so I feel like my, my thought with the thing was like, I have to give you my problems and then you give me all of yours. That doesn't seem <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. Definitely Christ isn't making you deal with, with all of his problems. No, no, no. Um, That's what it felt yeah. like. I was like, yeah. I have my own problems. I need help with my problems. And he's like, well, here's child sex trafficking for you to deal with. I'm like, no. That's very heavy. That's very, oh my goodness. Yeah. I was like, that is heavier than everything I'm having to deal with combined. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely um i think um you know uh that part of it is also what does it mean to be easy and and light i think some of that comes down to um it's easy and light when it's done in love um so for example 
you know, I, I got back Monday. Uh, I got started to work Monday, basically. Had some things to take care of in the morning. And then um, I, uh, my, our teens, like I said, were at this camp doing a retreat. And so I, you know, drove up an hour to go to camp. And I was there. Of course, it's a it's a high school retreat. So things are running late. I was like, OK, that's fine. Um, but I have mass and mass was great and everything. It took a while to get started, whatever. Um, and there's some bugs biting me and stuff like little annoyances, but whatever. And then um, the the youth ministers were unable to make a fire. And the problem with this is that the the meal for the day was hot dogs. Right. Oh. And the teens not want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was. <laughs> A very, very, very delayed dinner. So I thought I was going to be done in like, you know, a couple hours. I was there for for like over three hours overall. Um, and, you know, and also the, the teens in their confessions were, were great, were very honest, bringing real raw stuff, you know, heavy stuff. Because raw like the hot dogs. <laughs> raw like the hot dogs. Though we did explain to them the hot dogs aren't raw. They're already cooked. You won't die. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, heavy stuff because being a teenager is the worst. Um, and so it was a lot of work in that sense. And I also had to drive an hour back. And then, you know, um, and I was tired. But at the same time, it's like I, I would not want to spend that time doing anything else, mm. you know. Mm. So it was work. It was heavy in that sense. But in that sense, it was like. I have no regrets about going up there and, and being with them and serving them the way that I could. There's a lightness to it when it's done in love. Um, so it's not like it's not work because it is a yoke. You know, you are doing a work, but when it's done in love, it's almost like, well, what else would I want to do? You know, I wouldn't want to spend my time doing anything else. There's a lightness to that when it's done in love. And I think that's the healthy place to be in. You know, um, when I, there are you know, times I, go to very difficult counseling sessions with people and I'm emotionally and spiritually exhausted afterwards. But it's like, I wouldn't want to spend my time doing anything less than that um, because it's done in love. So I think that's kind of how it's easy and how it's light in the sense that when it's done in love, that's, that's what you want to be doing. Yeah. That, 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 no, it does. It does. Because I think that's kind of where I was like, I yeah. like everything that was going on. It was, I was only dealing about the, the what am I doing and how am I going to do it? Like there was just so much to do that I didn't have time to think about the why, which is like, why am I doing any of this? It's what you just said. It's it's out of love. It's out of love for God, out of love for my family, out of love for uh, the projects that I'm working on. Like that's why I do stuff. But things were just so yeah. busy that like yeah. I was I, I just I just I just felt like I was putting out fires everywhere. I have to do the what mm-hmm. and the how, what, how, what, how, what, how. And there was just no time for for why. Like I was work, I, I'd wake up, start working and then I'd like hang out with my kids for an hour in the middle of the day, eat lunch and watch an episode of Atlanta in the middle of the, in the, at lunchtime. And <laughs> yeah. then I like, they'd go to sleep and I'd work till like 10 or 11, maybe watch an episode of some show with my wife. Like yeah. there was just no time for why it was all just like, how am I going to do this? And also a little bit of like, how am I going to like maintain some family and some like sanity? Like, like it's not like I was just working 24 seven, but I was working 22. So, you know, like it was, yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot. And that, that, that why of why I was doing things was gone. And that's probably why it felt heavier that this is the homily that I needed. And it's, it's funny. So I, I do want to uh, uh, say that like, it is how he started his homily. It's not how he finished it. Like he talked about yeah. it for a couple minutes. He connected it very much to St. Paul's second reading. And then he right. did talk about the gospel. So it's not like he didn't break any homily rules or whatever. Like, sure, and, sure. And, and it was, it ended up being fun. And like, we like, 
because our parish is doing very well and I, we love our pastor, we love our priests and like the, the community is doing well. So like we all kind of hang out in the front of the church, like outside of the church, like, you know, outside the big front doors after mass. And like, it used to be, we'd hang out for five minutes. Like, dude, we're there for like 45 minutes to almost an hour sometimes just That's hanging great. out with families and the priests are there and the seminarians are there. Like it's just, like, really good. just become this big community and it's been great. Um, but as I was like during that 45 minutes or so after, and we actually had like, a, um, we had a, a welcome potluck for our new priest that came from India. Like we're just doing community really well as a parish right now. Um, yeah. And I was because of that. I was hearing everybody saying like, "That was a great homily. I really needed to hear it. I really because uh, essentially the action item was like, we need to stand up for what we believe in. We need to like Absolutely. take action and not just sit on our butts and hope things get better." Like we, so it was like really and like more than usual. Like we have really good homilists in our parish, but like to a more higher degree than usual, people were saying, "I really need that homily. That was great. It's what they." Need. So it was just really funny good. because, like, I'm hearing it's not like everybody was like, "Oh, everybody was rolling their eyes and what what they needed." It just specifically wasn't what I needed that day. Sure, but that it happens. was really good for the congregation. So I go over and I'm talking about it to one of my friends. He's that. He's that. He's one of my friends. He's also dad of one of the kids that I've been a coach and youth minister for for almost a decade now. Um, I'm talking to him about it and he actually shares, uh, we laugh about it. And then he shares, he's like the best homily that I ever heard about it was, uh, was father sis. Now Bishop sis talked, talked about it. Um, mm -hmm. and he said, uh, that it was, so this was Bishop sis is, he said that the translation actually isn't, or some translations are easy and light. Yeah. Another translation is well-fitted or well-suited. Um, uh, and like, uh, so my, my friend was explaining it to me. Essentially, it was like how they would do like these, um, uh, yokes. the yokes for the for the oxen was they would they would fit what they thought it would fit like, and they would put it on the oxen and they'd work for an hour or a day or whatever, right? Yeah. And then they'd be like, actually, it wasn't specifically fit for that ox, and they would tailor t a i l o r they would tailor it to the ox and they try to like fit it a little bit better so that it hit the shoulders a little bit better so that like you're actually driving the way that you're supposed to be driving and they would continue to tailor it until it was well fitted or well suited right and i liked that a lot because it yeah. was like it was like I, the burdens that i have are the burdens that are built for me like mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. these these things wh whether they're burdens or not sometimes they're good things sometimes they feel like burdens right but even the yeah. good stuff like being trying to be a good husband and a father and a good catholic and a good boss and a good editor and a good podcast like it's like when those things feel heavy it is perfectly suited for me like those are the things that i am meant to do mm -hmm. right um and then with the added part of like, even once it is well-fitted, yes, all the stuff that you said, like, I still need yeah, to yeah, yeah. rely on Jesus. I still need to like, not, you know, take on other things, all, all this stuff. But um, it, it was cool that like what I needed that day, I wanted it to come from the homily. It didn't for me, but the homily worked, quote unquote, worked for everybody, uh, not every, almost everybody, everybody else that I heard yeah, about. Yeah, great. But then from the community. Mm -hmm. came like the quote unquote mm -hmm. homily I needed. Yes. It's not a homily from a layman in the pack, but you know what I mean? Like it was what I, I needed know, to hear. So. So. Mm -hmm. That reminds me, you know, uh, I, I went camping um, and hiking uh, in Yellowstone a few years ago. No now, way. I, I never do that. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and so I'm carrying around this 60 pound backpack. And w one thing is like, once it was well packed, cause you have to learn how to pack it. And once you've got it situated, like on your hips well enough, 
it becomes lighter in that sense. Like it's easier to carry, even though it's a pain in the butt. I almost died a few times. Um, <laughs> we can <laughs> say that for another show. Uh, but yeah, something about like being well fitted in a sense makes it like lighter. Like, oh, I can carry this now that is fitted to my body packed the right way. What you just said is perfect for the Catholic life, though. It was still yeah. heavy and it almost killed me a couple of times, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's it. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, but it was good. And uh, so I, I I had only broached it with this one person that I trust. I didn't want to go around blasting, blasting the homily to everybody. Yeah, but I was right. like, I was like, I, you know, this is what happened. I thought it was funny, mostly. And then I ended I ended up getting a good thing out of it. So then we're we're at this welcome for the other priest. And like by the end of it, of course, what happens? Who's left? Me and the homilist, right? So yeah. I'm like, do I tell him or do I not? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to. I was like, here's here's the scenario. Here's where I was. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> oh, no! And starts laughing and stuff. <laughs> and it was, I felt a little bad because, like, he's not the kind of person that typically, like, like he he is very much uh, teach Jesus, preach Jesus, preach yeah, from absolutely. the like ninety nine percent of the times he's doing you're like probably what everybody on the internet is yelling for priests to do. Like he's preaching Jesus, preaching the gospels, right. preaching that sort of. But and this was like a rare occasion for him to kind of take a leap and do something different. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, that's so, always scary as almost. So, yeah. so for me to be like, it didn't work for me. <laughs> <That one's kinda laughs> funny. But we're good enough friends that we laughed about it and it was kind of funny. Good. So that's good. Um, we had a good conversation about it, but um, what I was going to tell the story, then ask for you to give your best homily on it, but you did it already. It was what you said was very helpful for me. I like it a lot. Good, I, need to, yeah. I need to bring back and uh, bring back and find the love in what I'm doing whenever I'm feeling burdened. That's what I'm taking. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Good. And good for you for handling that very well. <laughs> Not just like being like, this priest sucks. Yeah. Where's my homily? Yeah. No, he's yeah. great. I mean, he's he's so he's he's so great. He's been so good for me. It's like if you have one experience in two and a half years where you don't like the priest homily, boo-hoo, cry me a river. Like you're you're yeah, doing that's it's fine. fine. You know, like yeah, um, so anyway, it was really good. All right. Well, whenever we come back, we're going to do essentially what has become every last segment of your episodes recently has been weird Q&A because I, I save my weird Q&A for you and I just booster them or bolster them up throughout the month. So uh, I have two very strange questions for you when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Allison Sullivan's podcast, Sinner Saint Sister, is almost done with season 10. She records that show right here where I am sitting, and it is great. It is my favorite Catholic women's podcast, uh, and she talks to great guests every single week. She shares, uh, we always love when Allison preaches around here, she, so she always uh, shares a story of her own for about the first five, ten minutes of the episode. She interviews great people. This uh, last episode was with Claire McCallan. Just a phenomenal episode. You can listen to Sinner Saint Sister with Allison Sullivan wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Forte Catholic uh, YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic is where you can watch the video versions of the podcast. So if you're looking for another great Catholic podcast to listen to, I highly suggest listening to Alice's podcast, Sinner Saint Sister, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am still Taylor Stroll, and that is still Father Anthony Scaramucci Sharapa. So uh, one of the things that we're doing at our foundations class, this 10-week course on Catholicism that I've been teaching in our parish, is we open it up for uh, Q&A. Uh, uh, two, maybe three times over the course of the 10 weeks. Uh, and, like in lieu of doing small groups, we just do Q&A, and me and the other teacher who has a master's degree and we're just, we've, we've gotten pretty good at answering people's questions together and we kind of bounce off each other. It's just really good. Uh, and I have 
I've been doing Q&A at retreats, mostly for youth, but like retreats and stuff, because it's one of those things like, if you don't believe God exists, you're not going to listen to my talk on confession. You're not going to listen to my talk on the joy of the gospel because you don't believe it's real. So let's, let's yeah. get through that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's essentially the idea. And so I have gotten every question you can possibly imagine. And like, I've gotten every controversial question that you can possibly imagine. Like I've gotten those, but yeah. I got a And like, so we did Q and a this past week at foundations and I got a lot of the like, typical ones even some of the difficult questions but like yeah. i feel pretty equipped to handle them but one because i have the knowledge and two because i've answered these questions maybe poorly at the beginning but well over the course of the years like yeah, it's just sure. it's yeah, just yeah. a skill that i've built up right i got a brand new one. Oh, that's always fun and it was under the guise of a larger question that you and i have talked about we talked about it mm -hmm. maybe two years ago and it's questions about the broad topic is in persona christi so mm -hmm. give us a brief definition of a priest being in persona Christi. Okay. So a, a, a human being cannot do the things that a priest does. A human being can't turn bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. Who can do that? Jesus. When we perform the sacraments, we are in the person of Christ. So Christ is working through us. He is the one who forgives sins. He is the one who confects the Eucharist. He's the one who does all the sacraments. So while we're doing the sacraments, we are in persona Christi. Christ is using us to perform the sacraments. We are his instruments. Uh, and he, in a special way, uses us. That's why we're ordained, consecrated for this thing. That's the right. short version. Yeah, and I think like where where this conversation went the last time we talked about it yeah. was uh, me talking about like essentially like are you in Persona Christi when you're uh, yelling at me while we're playing video games? Are you in yeah, Persona yeah, Christi yeah. while uh, <laughs> you're on vacation? Right. Well, like, right. you, you right. literally talked about like kind of like getting your quote unquote humanity back because you're like you're having to be <laughs> something else all the time. Like uh, so we talked about you know like when a when a when a priest uh, you know says something that you don't like, is he being in Persona Christi? It's like no. So essentially, what you just said and what I've heard from you in the past and what i've heard from a lot of other people past is whenever you are celebrating the sacraments you are in persona mm -hmm. christi okay yeah. i'm gonna lead you down this i felt like they were trying to entrap me so i'm gonna try to entrap you i'm gonna okay, essentially cool. lead them down the same thing so when you are celebrating mass that is celebrating a sacrament does that mean you are in persona christi during the entire time of mass yes okay so this was one of the things because I, I like literally in the last episode, I just shared that the homily wasn't for me, but there was nothing in it actually wrong with it. But yeah. I have heard homilies where things are actually wrong and actually yeah. bad. Yeah. So the yeah. priest is yeah. in persona. How does how, so how does that work? Like if, a, you know, if you are in persona Christi during because I heard one person try to explain it like, no, the priest is only in persona Christi during the liturgy of the Eucharist. And I was like, hmm. that doesn't feel right because he's celebrating the sacraments. And like, you know, I feel like that for a long time, like as impossible as it sounds, yes, the Eucharist is the source of some of our faith, but there's been this overemphasis on the second half of mass to the detriment yeah. of the first half. Jesus is just as present in the scriptures as he is in the second half of mass. He's, he's there, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so there's a second question coming, but essentially this, it brought it up because they were like, it's only the second half. So like while you're doing the readings, clearly it's pretty hard to mess those up. Right. But during the homily, you can say something heretical. You can say something that hurts somebody's feelings. Are you in persona Christi during your homilies? Yeah. Okay. 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 So I'm going to back up a little bit. Okay. Um, this is a good question. This is not something that I've, um, 
I don't think there was a moment in seminary where we went through a timeline of when you were in Persona Christi. So on, off, dis- on, off, on, off. Exactly. Okay, so full disclaimer, <laughs> this is going to be Father Anthony theologizing. And so if I'm wrong, you know, send all of your emails to Taylor. Yeah, um, 100%. Uh, so Junk so, at ForteCatholic.com. <laughs> right. So it's a lot easier with the other sacraments because, you know, during confession, the entire time is like the sacrament. Right. right. The liturgy, so the Eucharist is a sacrament within a liturgy, right? Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we think about it that way. So the sacrament happens within the liturgy. Um, so am I in persona Christi during the entire liturgy? And my first reaction was to say yes, in the sense that mass is this whole thing, right? And there is a, sometimes because there's, because there's been a loss of understanding of the Eucharist in our past, I think sometimes we overemphasize the liturgy of the Eucharist to the detriment of the liturgy of the word. Right. When we're supposed to see this as one whole thing, everything works together. And the summit of that is obviously the liturgy. I mean, the, the, the Eucharist, right. But it's right. all part of one thing. It's almost like you, you can't get to the top of the mountain without the bottom of the mountain. They're both essential to this thing. Um, so that was my first reaction. Um, now I am presiding over mass so I'm the presider of mass, and that makes me think that because of that, I am representing Christ the entire time. I'm just going to think through this out loud if that works. No, no, and, and I and I think yeah. so too. Like my first yeah. thought was yeah. that you are the whole time because the whole mass is like it's all part of essentially getting right. to the sacrament of the Eucharist, right? Um, and like one of my favorite quotes from Vatican II is that um, the church has always uh, venerated the, the Jesus in the in the liter- in the uh, liturgy of the word as it does in the liturgy mm-hmm. of the Eucharist. Like it's all one thing. You can't have one without the other yeah. uh, in typical circumstances. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But also thinking, okay, so I'm not in persona Christi when I'm you know running around the parish doing normal priest things that aren't sacraments, but I am because of my ordination, bringing the presence of Christ in a particular way, even if it's not in persona Christi. Right. Uh, and also on like a uh, level of like office, I'm representing Christ as well. And I'm representing the church. Um, but I'm not in persona Christi. Um, I'm going to, so during the liturgy, because I'm a presider, um, and because like uh, all those actions are kind of in a particular way of Christ, I'm leaning towards yes. I'm leaning towards yes. I remember the other thing I was going to say, and to kind of back you up here, I've heard you and Father Harrison talk about the mass multiple times on Clerically Speaking, and you're pretty, one of the constant themes that I hear is that like all of the, all of the prayers that you are praying are like f- come from the viewpoint of you being in persona Christi. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So like we are, we are the, bo- I mean, this is also part of like, um, uh, I'm representing, I am Christ the head, the, the people are Christ, the body, and we right. are together as Christ praying to the father. Right. Um, so that's the role of priesthood. So you are exercising your priesthood, which can only your uh, ministerial or, um, you know, kingly or whatever uh, priesthood. You can only do that as an ordained person, right? So that's what makes me lean towards sort of yes on that. But of course, the problem is then, what if your priest screws up or preaches something wrong? Then you have this very awkward thing of like, oh, right, you're in the person of Christ, but you are preaching things that are not true, which is not a thing that Christ does. Right. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that, right? Like, Jesus doesn't do wrong things. This is very essential to the whole God thing, right? Okay. Right. Um, 
because you know, indeed, when I'm when I'm preaching the the word, I am doing so um, at the service of the word, and I'm doing so out of my ordination to the priesthood specifically. <sighs> where I'm kind of landing, because I know I'm kind of yeah. throwing this part on to you. Yeah, where I'm sure, kind of sure. landing is, I I think, I think in general. My thought would be that you are in Persona Christi during the whole mass, but yeah. can a can a human being still screw up? Like I literally, yeah. we have stories here from locally of priests doing things in the confessional that they're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that every priest, therefore, isn't in Persona Christi in the confessional. It means yeah. that that dude screwed up, right? Yeah. And is there an added weight to uh, spiritually, a mm-hmm. a human being screwing up in the person of Christ. Yes, there is added weight to people doing mm-hmm. harmful uh, priests doing harmful stuff in confessionals, priests saying things that are not true from the pulpit. I think it is harmful, but I think it is because it is extra harmful because they are acting mm-hmm. in persona Christi and not yeah. that they were turning the button on and off. You know what I mean? Right. So. Exactly. I think you know we uh, the other aspect of of this is that. Um, uh, the the principle of ex opere operanto, which I don't remember what that means in English because I'm not Father Harrison, uh, my co-host. Um, but when, then why bring it up? <laughs> because it's because some of your listeners will understand it. But the, it's the so funny that you're like, I'm going to explain it with these words I don't understand. <laughs> because I don't know what else to say, how I'll say it. So that's that's the, the title. And what it means is when um, the priest, no matter how sinful he is, no matter what state his soul is in, if he has the right intention, like I want to do what the church does, and he says the right words, then the sacrament happens. Right. So what safeguards the Eucharist is not me being in persona Christi, but this principle uh, is safeguarded by the church in the sense that when I do the sacrament, it always happens. So I could be, you know, the worst priest in the world, but if I do what the church says for the sacraments, then it happens, okay? That protection is not over the homily it's just over the um the the sacramental part of the, the words that were written that you are reading <laughs> yeah. yes that are in bold prints all capitalized letters the only part of the sacramentary like they're all like written normally but like these are all capital letters because the church is like do you this don't screw this part up right. so i think the when we think about like oh in persona christi protects you from screwing up no it's it's that principle of ex operato it's the church who safeguards um the, that part uh, is sacramental part of the liturgy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards that. That's gonna be yeah. my 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 best guess. No, that's um, good. And, that. and just just to protect you from getting hate mail from yeah. the work performed, from the work okay. performed, which is which that's the that's the translation of what your Latin phrase, like so ah, from okay. from the work performed from what right was done, from doing that from you, the holiness you. of the thing. Yeah. yeah, the fact that you did the thing means the thing happens. Right. Yeah. Period. Okay, yeah. so that was that was part one. Okay. Part two was this. This is where it got real weird, and I think gets into like devotional things. But okay. it was a question that I cannot believe that I have never had and that I've never gotten. This was the okay. fun one. That was a little bit more serious. This one's yeah. more fun. So even if it is just the second half, even if it was you're just in Persona Christi during the Eucharist, a yeah. big part of the second half of Mass, the Eucharistic celebration, you are in Persona Christi. You are saying, this is like moments after you said, this is my body. This is yes. my blood. You are yeah. in Persona Christi at those moments. Yeah. And then right after those moments, what do you do? You, as Christ, eat and drink Christ 
It's uh-huh. very confusing. I've never thought about it before because me as a layperson, I am Taylor receiving Christ. You are Christ eating Christ, which is very confusing. <laughs> okay. Yes, but also isn't that literally what Jesus did at the last supper? This became a this became a big question uh because like so I'm going to, th- even before you answer, I'm going to throw out the follow-up questions because I was okay, being okay. pelted with these questions. I was <laughs> yeah, trying that's... to answer and being pelted with war, which is exactly what I'm doing to you right now. Uh, well, they were like, well, was it Jesus at the Last Supper? Like, was it actually the Eucharist? And then they were like, did Jesus even partake? He said, take and eat my body. Does that mean, did he eat it? Did he drink it? Was it bread and wine or was it the cup was he explaining this to them or was he actually doing it i was being pelted <laughs> yeah yeah that's <laughs> i I, you, I like um moments like that moments like that happened in my rcia class as well yeah and yeah. it's exhausting but it's also kind of fun it's almost oh, like it was in a, blast. a fight i had yeah. so much fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay okay so uh, so yes, it was the Eucharist during the Last Supper. Uh, what we believe is that Jesus Christ took the the merits of the cross that was that happened and applies it to that moment because Jesus is outside of you know God's outside of space and time and that sort of thing. So it was a yes. So that was the Eucharist. Also, he would have partaken in it because he was also you know this was also wrapped up in um, the uh, the Passover meal as well. So it he. You know, as he's presiding over the Passover meal, he would have had to partake of it. So it's 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 implied there that yes, he would have received it. Um, also, it's weird because um, Saint Augustine actually talks about this because um, as Christians, we are a part of the body of Christ. That's not just a metaphor. There's a deep spiritual reality to it. So yes, even though you are Taylor receiving the Eucharist, you are also a part of Christ receiving Christ. Very and, um, small part of Christ in me. <laughs> Yeah, but like an essential part. You are part of this body. You are grafted in it, right? So uh, I forget which homily St. Augustine is preaching on, but he says, Christian, receive who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Right. So um, there's that aspect. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, the uh, so I receive Christ as at, in persona Christi, but also, also in that moment, I'm also receiving him for me because I'm a sinner. And there's lots of little prayers in the liturgy that talk, you know, I, I you know, quietly say to myself, basically, like, I'm a sinner, Lord. I need the Eucharist. Please help me receive this worthily. That, like, that gist happens a few times during liturgy. So I need it just as a Christian, as a person. Um, but yeah, yeah, Christ is receiving Christ uh, in that moment. Um, right. In a certain sense, with the lady, absolutely. In a certain sense, also with me as a priest. Um, I think, why is that okay? Um, well, first of all, like, why not? I don't know, it's fine. You know, Jesus can receive him. He can do whatever like, he wants. He's in, communion. Yeah. <laughs> in a certain sense, he is in communion with himself as well as with the rest of the Trinity because he is perfectly in harmony with his own self. So it's like, yeah, you know, that's that's fine. That makes sense. Um, it's a crazy thought to think about, but the, the short answer is, yeah, yeah, Jesus eats Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, which and that's very similar to the answer I gave. They didn't like yeah. it, so people probably aren't going to like your answer here. They didn't like my answer, and I essentially said the same thing you did. I was like, "Well, Jesus," I, I was like, "Well, that's exactly what happened at the Last Supper." They're like, "Well, was it?" I'm like, "Yes, it was." So yes. we, we went back and looked. Like you know, it, it, it is more ambiguous than I thought it was, but sure. it, it it does say like because like we hear over and over again like from the Last Supper, we hear it every Mass. Take yeah. and eat this. This is my body given up for you. And yeah. so he's saying, take, you take. There's no 
like inference that he is taking, right? right? But at the in the beginning of all those gospel stories leading into the Last Supper, he's like he went and broke bread with his disciples. He went and had a meal with his disciples. And this is just understanding of they were all celebrating the Passover meal, which means everybody was eating. Like yes. it was literally called the last supper. It can't be your last supper if you didn't eat. Cause that would have meant that Wednesday night was your last supper. Yeah. Great. Just, he wasn't just the chef. He was also right. a, a part of the dinner. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but so the last part of it, was have you ever thought about that? Like as a priest, because we're delay people that never thought, have you ever yeah. thought that like I am Jesus receiving Jesus at this moment of mass? No, I'll be honest. No, like it's like, I didn't, I, 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 yeah, for me, it's just like, oh, I need, I need Jesus. Like that's as right. simple as it's, as it's been. Um, so I haven't thought about it that way. Um, but yeah, you know, you look at it like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, Welcome to Catholicism. Things are yeah, kind of weird. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Literally doing, but if you're in Priscilla Christie, you're doing what Jesus did. And that's what Jesus did. He he, yeah. he ate his own body at the Last Supper, which is yep. really cool. So anyway, th- those are two of my questions. I have another question. We're gonna save it for next time. But those are my okay. two big questions. Uh th- they were very fun. You got through the first one, which was a little bit more difficult, and then I, the the second one was just a blast for me. I was like, this yeah. is hilarious, honestly. And it was more like ridiculous that like I had never thought about it. The way my brain works, I was surprised I hadn't thought about it. And you've mm-hmm. been an ordained priest for what, seven years now? Seven years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your seventh anniversary just a few weeks ago. Congratulations. Uh Damn. And you've never thought about it. And you say mass. No. Yeah, <laughs> you said hundreds of thousands of masses. So it's, it's very, mm-hmm. very funny. So I love Q&A. I love it. We get stuff like that. We get to think about things in a little bit different way. So anyway, that's our show. And I'm looking forward to our next uh, our next uh, recording so that I can ask you my other wild and crazy questions. So, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, maybe answer whenever I text to try to schedule it. And uh, hopefully we can get it scheduled for next I'll month. do a better job this time. <laughs> Make sure you address me the proper way. I will, right? Reverend Sir. Uh, I'm Taylor Schroll. That is Father Reverend Sir Anthony Sharapa. I'll be back next week. He'll be back in a month. Say it. Thank y'all for watching. Listen today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We had a blast. We laughed after we hit stop on our recordings. It just we were just like that was a very fun episode. We really enjoyed ourselves. We hope that you are enjoying your summer. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please, if you haven't already, hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. Share it with a friend who might enjoy today's episode. Might enjoy some of those silly questions that I had Father Anthony answer. Share it on your socials. Tag us. We would love to uh, get in contact with you there. Y'all are the best, and I love you, and we will see you very, very soon. Bye!